Welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast with me, Natasha Collins, property investor, chartered surveyor, and CEO of NC Real Estate, my boutique firm of surveyors, which specializes in helping investors make money from commercial and mixed-use properties in the UK through our asset management services. Want to find out more? Head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. Hello. Happy New Year. Are we still allowed to say that? I think we are. This podcast is going to go out on the 10th of January. <laughs> I'm competing with Prince Harry and his memoir Spare. So if you're watching this late because you have, you're a royal watcher and you've gone out and bought the book and are reading it, um, I'm with you. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, a secret obsession following the royal family not because I agree with them but because I like the drama that goes with it and it completely baffles my mind anyway that an aside uh for those asset management clients who um text me about it please don't text me about spoilers within the book until after (laughs) I have read it because I know there's some of you who are listening on uh, kind uh, audio or audible sorry get the name right and um, don't text me with spoilers I am going to try and read it um yeah okay that was a by the by <laughs> how are you doing I am starting this year a week late with the podcast why well I felt like last week trying to get back in the swing of things for the 3rd of January just didn't work. I was not in any space to be able to record a podcast. I had a really, really great start of the year. I want to put that um, out there. I was very apprehensive for it. Uh, Roll back to the end of 2022, the final week that we were working I had the worst stomach bug and it was one of those stomach bugs where I couldn't even get out of bed and it's been a year where loads have happened, loads have happened, you know, new mum trying to get all that sorted and every day he'd get out of bed and it got to the end of the year and I was like, Tuesday afternoon, I Tuesday I had one client call, I'd been in bed the, that morning, I'd been in bed that afternoon, had to go pick my mum up from the airport and then just felt awful for the following two days. And finally, by the Friday, I had come back and was just feeling exhausted. You know when stomach bugs just knock you sideways? And I felt awful as well because there'd been calls that I'd not been able to attend for the first time all year. I hadn't let myself off the hook. Obviously, I was away from maternity, but all the other calls that I said I was going to be on, I was on. And it was the first time that I'd had to cancel and it was just because of lack of energy, not being able to get out of bed um, and just not feeling like I could function well enough to advise anybody on what they needed to do. Rubbish, like absolutely rubbish, couldn't think properly. So that was an indicator to me that I needed to take time off. So I put my out of office on and I didn't look at my emails until the 3rd of January. Never done that before. Never done that before. Even if... I always shut down for Christmas. I always have those 10 days off. That is part and parcel of NC Real Estate. That's what we do. I 
have always kind of felt like jumping back into work, middle of the break. This time I just wanted to spend Christmas with my family and have that time off, which was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. We went to, uh, we, we basically played tourists in Texas and I absolutely loved it. Uh, we went to Peppermint Parkway, which is on the circuit of the Americas, and we saw all the lights and got to drive the track. Uh, well, Chris drove around the circuit of the Americas. I'm still feeling a bit ropey, uh, but that was brilliant fun. Getting to see all of the lights, absolutely brilliant fun. We went to the Museum of Ice Cream and their Pinkmas. Oh my gosh. There are museums of ice cream around the world. If you love ice cream and <laughs> you want to go to the cutest place ever, please go to the Museum of Ice Cream, Google it, look it up. It'll probably be in a city near you. I think it's Tokyo, potentially New York, maybe Singapore. I don't know if it's coming to London. Hopefully it does. Um, so much fun. Unlimited ice cream unlimited candy floss. I don't really like candy floss. Turns out Harry loves it. So <laughs> that was really good. Um, Christmas, uh, what happened? Oh, then we dropped down to minus 11. Now the weather in the US was terrible just before Christmas. And thank God we're in a Southern state where the, we wouldn't normally get snow. If it's damp in the atmosphere, maybe we'd get snow, but really it's dry down here. Texas is predominantly desert. We do have hill country around us, but Texas is predominantly desert. I know a lot of people have been asking me about what happened down here. Um, we got down to minus 11, which was just grim because of the wind chill. Did, uh, what happened? Overnight on Christmas Eve, we lost power. And that is because the utilities in Texas are absolutely terrible. So when everybody's using the electricity, they try and throttle the grid. But if they throttle it too hard, it just busts all the electricity. So that was fun. Um, that was only two hours though, then it came back on. Um, majority of it being was that we had the cars on charge and so we were taking off all the high usage electricity and our house seemed to come back on we lost gas for a couple of hours which wasn't an issue apart from the fact that we didn't realize we had two water heaters we have one in our loft and one in our garage we got the garage one back on but didn't realize until we were 24 hours into not having hot water and we were like why has the downstairs got hot water? We can use a downstairs bathroom, but upstairs the showers don't have any hot water. Well, we have a hot water tank in the loft. There we go. So learn something new about this house. Um, apart from that, we were absolutely fine. And I know in other parts of the country, it was terrible. So we got out pretty lucky. Um, Christmas day, we didn't do anything. We just ate a load of food, watched films. Harry, really didn't understand Christmas this year. He was not all that fussed about presents. Honestly, we gave him a little remote control where you push the buttons and it make noise. He was absolutely happy to just have that and nothing else. <laughs> it was 
it's a bit of kind of like everybody had bought him all these gorgeous things and slowly but surely we've been introducing them to him so actually we're still doing christmas presents this late on we we put a lot of them away and we bring them back out one by one so that he can uh look at that and you know in interact with it at that time because he just didn't get it so that was so cute though so cute um he met santa claus at the peppermint parkway and really couldn't care less about who santa was or why he was there so that was hilarious what else did we do we went down to the bullock Te texas history museum maybe i didn't know what that was going to be about cool museum for harry to just touch and feel things i really enjoyed that went to san antonio within a space of a week we'd gone from minus 11 to 25 degrees so we knew it was going to get up to 25 degrees we went down to san antonio for the day which is approximately an hour and a half from us on a good day if the 35 is clear two hours if the 35 which is the main freeway through the central center of texas you can get to top of texas you can get dallas uh, austin um, san antonio so we went down to san antonio walked around the alamo which was pretty good uh the alamo is tiny wouldn't don't go out of your way to go to the alamo if you ever come to the us and you're like yeah the alamo is something that i have to go to always fit it in with something else uh, you could be in there for about half an hour unless you buy one of their guided tours in which case they'll eke it out for you the main attraction of san antonio is the river walk oh my god it's gorgeous and on the sunny day we sat out on the patio and on the river and you have all the mariachi bands coming around because san antonio is very mexican and you get to eat delicious food and have gorgeous wine oh it was such a nice day um uh other things i did potted in the garden trying to get my garden back up to standard um last year we had a small pool put in i don't know if i've talked about that saga we were going to have a big pool put in cost of that was going to be one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Ew, that was never going to add that value to our house and quite frankly we do not just have one hundred thirty thousand dollars lying around so we put in a smaller 10, 10 foot by 10 foot pool with decking at the end of last year. Well, we put it in the week that it was raining so hard. And so our garden just turned into like a mud puddle of just grim. So we don't even have much grass in the, um, in the back of the house. So my goal this year, one of my goals is to improve the garden. I've never in my life been into gardening, ever. Never thought I had the patience for it. And mum was teaching me how to do it and I actually feel pretty excited about redoing my garden this year, especially because we live in a warm climate. Like We need to be outside. That's the perk of being here. We had a pool and decking put in, for gosh sakes. We need to be able to use it. Um, so uh just as an fyi the difference between a massive pool uh full size in your garden at one hundred thirty thousand slash a 10 by 10 which only cost us twenty five thousand to put in that's a huge difference right so that's why we choose that one rather than the other one um i'm always honest about these figures people keep asking me how much did that cost you or that's how much it cost us to have the garden dug out um we 
where we are in Austin, below us is really dense rock. I should know it. I don't know it. Um, and so we had to have all of that drilled out. So thank goodness we didn't have a bigger pool put in. That would cost thousands. Anyway, so that's that. So I'm doing the garden. And then finally, if you haven't been to, if you don't know, Texas has some very famous vineyards all along 290, which is another road, is Wine Route, all the way down to Fredericksburg, which is a very quaint uh, little town out in hill country. The vineyards are glorious. Texas isn't known for having hills, but just outside of Austin, about... I'd say the one, the vineyards start about an hour and 15 away and then they go on until about two hours away. These winding little roads and you can go out there, oh, gorgeous. Um, so New Year's Eve, we spent time just driving through hill country. We went to Bandera, which is meant to be the cowboy capital of Texas. Didn't see any cowboys, saw a, a longhorn uh, got Harry to try and stroke a longhorn. He was impressed. That was all that counted. And then we sat and had delicious rosé wine. They do this gorgeous, like, orange rosé around here. Um, and we just sat overlooking the view. When I retire, I would like a vineyard, please. That is up there on my things to do. I probably wouldn't be able to make wine. I don't have the patience for it. But my gosh, just having even a wine room, a winery, a winery um, would be up there on my things to do. So watch the space, everybody. Natasha Collins' <laughs> very far future would be like to have a winery anywhere in the world. I don't mind as long as it's warm. So yeah, that was my Christmas. We started back up. MC Real Estate opened again on the 3rd of January. Very exciting. We have a new senior surveyor join the team, Harriet, uh, Nicola, uh, was promoted to senior surveyor and head of operations. She is back from maternity leave. And Lorenza also picked up a promotion to um, head of sales, marketing and community. So that was really exciting. We had some really great positive things to start the year with. And then week one is all about getting the team back together and making sure that we're working on the right page. Because if we don't all work together especially because we're, we're a remote team that gets together quarterly we will never achieve the things that we need to achieve we all have to be on the same team and I've learned that over the years and I'm very proud of my team I would I hire people that I would back to the end of the world right I know that their heart is in the right place I know that they are trying to do the best I also know that things are going to go wrong. That is also a vital part of being a leader. And I also realised in 2022 that my business is a massive investment. I don't think I saw that previously and it suddenly dawned on me. I have to look after my business the way I look after any other investment. And if I don't have a team that's working and they work together, I mean, a team that's working together, not, you know, they have to sit there and work all the time. But if I don't respect them, if I don't 
give them the trust, if I don't listen to their opinions and their feedback and what they're saying is happening, I am never going to have a team that cares deeply about the business and cares deeply about clients. And that for me is something that I have worked hard cultivating, but also I'm very lucky in the personalities that I have and the skill sets that I have and the fact that my team will be there through thick and thin. It's honestly just a, it's so lovely. It's such a proud moment. I'm proud of them all. I'm proud of the business. I'm proud of what we're growing. I'm proud of where we're going. You know, 2023, with all of us pulling together for NC Real Estate, has potential to be a massive year because we are going to lean hard into the boutique surveying side of things. We have a great asset management roster. Our clients mean the world to us. We would do whatever it takes to make sure that they have wins. We will look after them when the times get tough. Property's hard. Property is so freaking hard. I mean, there's stuff that comes up and you think, how am I going to deal with that? And it's about making a plan, looking after your clients, making sure that their tenants are looked after, trying to foresee what's going to happen going forward, but also knowing that we don't always know what's going to happen. And that's okay. But also keeping our blinkers on. I, You will have known if you've listened to this podcast for a while, at the end of last year, I turned off Twitter. I couldn't do it anymore. It's a cesspit of just hate and griminess and just, ugh. So I just turned it off and I do read the news. I read The Economist. I have pop-ups set to look at what is going on in the economy in the UK, what's influencing it. But all this rubbish about the market falling apart is not what I am seeing. We are getting tenants wanting to take space. We are getting tenants want to renew leases. Yes, commercial property prices are falling. Well, that was going to have to happen. When the base rate goes up, yields have to go up to match it. Otherwise, you'd be making nothing on your investment. It's an investment after all, right? So that's not surprising. So the doom and gloom that comes with that is rubbish. It is a load of crap. It is just the cycle of the market. And so if we take the emotion out of it, we just deal with what we're dealing on a daily basis. And for me, that's really important. And that's what we're going to be focusing on this year. Yes, What's going on in the, econ on the, in the economy? Great. What is going on with real estate trends and commercial property trends and residential property trends? Brilliant. That keeps us informed for what tenants are going to be asking for us, asking us for when we go into negotiation. That is good information to have. There's no feeling behind whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But the, the news cycles of this doom and gloom, uh -uh. you cannot let that affect your mindset. Because in property, even if the economy is good, you're going to have good times, bad times, whatever times. And so 
for my team, we're going to keep moving forward like that. We will be aware of what's going on, but at the same time, we will stay firmly in our lane because we're seeing other people pivot, but there's still properties out there going to the market. There's still going to be rent reviews being done. There's still going to be lease renewals being done. There's all sorts of tenant manoeuvre that needs to be handled. And that's where we are going to stay. We will be opening out our lease renewal service, our rent review service, our purchasing handling service to our members club if they want it on a uh, piecemeal basis. So if you need it based on a transaction, that will be something that we're rolling out this year because we now have the team to do it. And we are going to continue staying firmly in that area. That is a massive goal for 2023. You know, stay in our lane. Do not get distracted by what everybody else is saying. All of the things that they're coming out with. You know, we're seeing companies just disappear from the commercial property sector. Why? What, you're scared? There's nothing to be scared about. Commercial property tends to run in cycles. Why do you think that we put five-year leases in place? I've always said commercial property runs in five-year cycles. That is why we put a five-year lease in place or we put a 10-year lease in place and we have a break clause or a rent review at year five. That is because the market will have changed in that time. Does the market change annually? Not really. So if you're in and out, you know, instantly, my gosh, like... That's not how commercial property works. You know, the residential market is going to change this year. But again, who gets into commercial, into residential property just for one year? I don't know. Like, it's such short-term thinking. We're not here for short-term. We're here for long-term. Things take longer than you, you anticipate. Things are frustrating. Of course they are. You know, we all have to deal with it in our portfolios. But we've also got to look at a long-term view. just want to jump in to the middle of this podcast and let you know about this month's live event that you should be coming to. It's on Tuesday the 24th of January from 7 to 8pm UK time and it's called Rising Above the Noise, How to Successfully Invest in Commercial Property in 2023. In it, we're going to go through understanding why commercial property prices are falling and what to do about it why tenants are still looking for space and how to attract the right tenant, understanding which commercial property you should be buying right now and why, how to get started with buying commercial property in 2023 and why you need to ignore the media and rather learn which stats to pay attention to instead. I think I've alluded to a lot of that in this podcast but come and join me let's talk about it if 2023 is the year that you are getting on the commercial property bandwagon or you just want to find out more come and join me in this live event again tuesday the 24th of january 7 till 8 p.m uk time i'm going to put the link in the show notes below click the link send me your name and email address and i will send you all of the details on how to sign up and how to attend i really look forward to seeing you live on that day For example, I am 
trying to buy the freehold of one of my properties. The reason being is because roof works that were causing damp are taking years and years and years to get done. They are apparently doing it at the moment. Who knows? With that in mind, I was like, look, I can't deal with the delays anymore. Please, can I just buy the freehold from you? Um, or please, can you do the work? And here's the cost that I need in compensation for you delaying, you know, redecorating my flat for my tenants every time that they get fed up. Um, the cost of me having to patch things up when the freeholder won't do it. Other damages, the tenants stopped paying rent for a bit because the flat was so damp. You know, all of these different things, which are hugely inconvenient. I think that if something goes wrong, you just you just get it done, especially because I pay my service charge every year and I pay the insurance contribution, right? So from that point of view, surely this goes through the insurance, you know, you making amends to the flat, you redecorating the, fl the flat. I don't know, it's just getting annoying. I think I've talked about this before and I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. So anyway, I got my solicitor to write to them and say, look, here's a claim for damages for this flat and please could I just buy the freehold off of you? And I started at nil premium. Anyway, that was months ago, months and months and months. They didn't reply. They replied on Friday to my solicitor saying that they want to claim damages from me for using one of my flats as an Airbnb. <sighs> I thought we'd been through this with them and we'd come to a gentleman's agreement when I started doing it, something to do with the service charge, um, but this is gonna go down the litigation route. I did not want it to go down the litigation route. It cost me a fortune in legal fees um, and ultimately, they want me to buy the freehold. They have said, you can buy the freehold. Great, thank you. I would love to buy the freehold, but obviously what they're going to now try and do is use a damages claim to um, try and get me to pay them more. Um, I will go into the specifics of that after we get it settled. This is not going to be settled next week. This is not going to be settled in two weeks time. This is going to be settled, hopefully by the end of the year, it's going on my goals board for the end of the year. Could I choose to get upset about it because this is going to drain my bank account? Yes, I could. Am I going to get upset about it? No. Because ultimately I expected whenever we enter into a negotiation that's kind of protracted and things aren't necessarily amicable, I mean, I'd like to do it amicably, but, you know, I had to get my solicitors involved. There was always going to be something that they came back with. I was expecting that. Is it fun? No. Do I like paying solicitors however many hundreds of pounds per hour? No, I don't. Do I want to get it settled? Yes, I do. I just want an element of control over this because I cannot have that flat. And they're two different flats, by the way. One of them is a top floor flat 
which is having all the leaks that's let to tenants. They don't care about that. The flat below is my actual flat, which I uh, has been let as or is let as an Airbnb from time to time. Not all the time. At the moment, it's got master's students in there. Um, I just want that top floor flat to be dry. Like, that is all I care about. A dry flat, please. That would be lovely, amazing, incredible. But if we have to go through all of this to get it dry, the end result is what I'm after. Freehold of this property so that I'm in control. That is it. That is it. So if I keep that in mind, that then means that I don't have to get petty with it. We're obviously now going to have to go back and share all of our grievances, try and get them to settle outside of going to tribunal, which will we do it? Yes or no? I hope so. That will be the aim. Will it happen in the long term? I do not know. But I can't sit here and get upset about it. You know, it, it happens. I'm going to have to spend some money on it. Do I want to spend the money? No, of course I don't. Ultimately, though, it's going to be in my best interest going forward. And that is what's important. So we go highs and lows of property. We can let it get the better of us or we cannot let it get the better of us. And that is a choice that we have to make mentally. Yes, cry about it. Yes, scream about the problems. Yes, get frustrated. But no, don't let that stop you. Because it doesn't matter the market that we're in. There's always going to be highs and lows. And that is what we are working on as a team at NC Real Estate this year, making sure that everybody is staying in their lane. And then also focusing on our goals. Do you do your goals at this time of year? I wonder. Um, <clears throat> I was a bit late to the party of doing my goals. What party? Like goals making party. But I love it. I find it really therapeutic at this time of year starting to set goals for what I wanted to achieve for the year ahead I just didn't know what I wanted those goals to look like so I just started putting together um, a board of just everything that really resonated with me things that look nice flowers for example um holidays that I wanted to go on or what I wanted the garden to feel like, you know, all of these kind of things. Because setting personal goals can be really hard, I find anyway. Um, it's just, sometimes I just feel like, hmm, what is it that I actually want to achieve? How do I want things to feel? How do I want things to look? I am privileged enough to have been designing my life for long enough that I really like the way my life works or my life looks and last year was an interesting year mixing Harry in with it and learning how to be a mum and how to cope with being a CEO and all of those kind of things. This year it's what would I like to add to that mix and so I just started putting together a board I don't know if you do it I have a, I am recording this for video I don't know if this is going to go out on YouTube potentially but I'm going to show you my board so every year I get a new board and this year I've got a cork board and 
it had a really nice frame but the frame was a rubbishy colour so I sprayed it gold so it's got a gold frame on it looks gorgeous and I thought I don't really know what I want to achieve but let's just start putting things together so I had all these flower cutouts as I started putting flowers together um, a hobby of mine that I just don't share sometimes I post on uh, Instagram but not always is that I love uh, flower arranging and making flower wreaths for the front door or little flower bouquets that is kind of my thing that keeps me um, if I need to make something that gives me brings me joy that's what I like to do outside of uh, work and I collect fake flowers so that I can put together things so if I find them cheap I put them to get I collect them I put them in my cupboard and then when I'm in need of uh, being a bit creative I put them together so I covered my goals board in flowers and this is again to reiterate this is my personal goals board and then I thought well what do I want being a CEO to look like well this year for sure um, I'm going to keep it at four days a week. Harry is growing up so fast and I love having Adventure Fridays with him. So I want to keep hold of that. So it's important that I get everything that I need to do in that four days a week. What do I want to earn? Now, typically or previously, I always fell back on the fact that I had a university salary, which was... so useful because having a salary from somewhere else meant that I could um I could get a mortgage and I could rely on that whilst I was growing my business I'm not doing that anymore I was on maternity leave with them and I'm leaving them at the end of maternity I cannot run this business have a child and still work for them it's impossible and it's time to let go of all those safety nets NC real estate is a full-blown business it works in its own right it needs me and I need it <laughs> I love it I love it it's my baby so this year I want to be able to pay myself from NC real estate the amount that a CEO should have and I want to put it through, part of it through the payroll system. I know some of it will go through the payroll system. Some of it will go through dividends. And so I have been talking to my accountant about what that looks like. And I've got a plan in place for that. So that was the next thing. <clears throat> then I thought, well, I need to fill up my pension. I need to put money in my pension how am I going to do that can I afford to max out 40 grand a year in my pension probably not this year just as I'm growing things for a bit more security but can I get my pension to 41,000 pounds yes probably at the moment uh, it's somewhere around uh 11,000 whatever I put in there to buy the phone box is all that's in that pension um so yes that's a really good goal can I get it up to that yes so I then spoke to my accountant about how much I could afford to put in on a monthly basis from NC real estate and then my other companies how much can they afford to uh put into this pension scheme as well so 
I was really excited about that because then what I can do is I can start to learn how to use my SaaS to invest in uh, other assets as well as commercial property. It's great to have commercial property, but what can I do in the meantime while I'm growing that pension? Where can I invest? So the next goal then came up that, okay, I am going to, in my spare time, learn how to invest in stocks and shares and um, EFTs and other things that I can invest in. Fabulous. So that was really a good goal that got me excited. And then thought, what would I like? How would I like that to grow every year? Well, I want my my pension to be earning eight point five percent net income per year. That's quite high. I appreciate it, but it's a really good target because that's that then means if I pay into this pension twenty to thirty grand a year for the next twenty years, and I'm getting an average an eight point five percent return. It could even be less than that, but I kind of worked it out. Um, then I would have enough money to retire on at 55, you know, and I wouldn't be taking any money from the pension. I would be simply living off the income that that pension produced. And that was really exciting for me as well. So that then became the next goal. Then I thought, well, what else do I love doing in my spare time? How do I like living? And then looking at my exercise habits, I love exercising. That has been a common thread throughout pretty much from the age of 16 all the way through to now. I like going to the gym. I like running. And I started running again at the end of last year. And this year I want to do a 10k. I'd love to do a 10k race and get back up to running those 6.2 miles, is it? Um, this morning, just before I recorded this podcast, I ran 2.3 miles. So I'm getting there and I'm lifting weights again. And I want to track my wine intake, my chocolate intake. I'm not trying to remove that from my diet at all. I love wine and chocolate, but I want to see how that impacts me. Yes, I do have a, a weight goal, not something that I'm going to share on this podcast because I know that everybody weighs so differently. And if I start sharing my weight, then, you know, and this isn't a weight podcast. Um, and this has been something I've been working on since last year as well. This hasn't been a New Year's resolution. It's simply looking at how the habits that I take on impact my body. Because I couldn't exercise for the majority of last year properly. And that was because of the injury and um, having a C-section and all of that. So I want to just see how putting this back into my, putting uh, exercise and up in the exercise, how that fits back in with my body. Um, and I want to do more hiking. I want to go on holiday more this year. I didn't actually really have a holiday last year. I was backwards and forwards from the UK. Chris and I had one holiday at the end of November, but that was a bit disastrous with him being ill and the flooding. So we actually didn't have a holiday. So this year I'm planning on putting in more holidays. And then I also have been looking at how I want to show up. I want to be brave, calm, innovative, 
proactive, fearless, bold, candid, strong. All of those words came up this year and I like having those to look at so that the first thing in the morning I can have a look at at those words and think, what is today? What does today mean? I want to read 25 books this year. I've started with uh, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek. Um, Why 25 books? I am an avid reader. I don't always have the time to read or I get so tired that I can't read in the evening. But I thought 25 books, roughly two books a month, is going to fill me with knowledge and it stops me from scrolling. If I actually put it as a goal, it means I'm not scrolling on social media or my phone. I don't take my phone to bed with me anyway, but I have an iPad by my bed because I love listening to podcasts. So it's about what can I learn this year? And if you're listening to this and you have an idea of a book that I should read, please do email me, natasha at mcrealestate.co.uk and I'll put it on my reading list. And then I have pictures of my garden, what I want my garden to look like. I want it to be my sanctuary, the place that I enjoy. And then how do I want to feel? You know, I want to make sure that I am looking at where I'm getting my dopamine hits from and oxytocin you know what do I feel love for I've never obviously I feel love for my family but I never stop and realize that emotion and that's really important for me this year slowing down and actually realizing when things really impact me or what they impact me and how I feel about them and then finally it's smiling more at people, making people feel supported or comforted. Harry has this gorgeous thing that he does where he smiles at everybody and he tries to attract their attention as well. So he'll stare at them. When they look at him, he'll smile at them. And it just makes people's day. And I love that for him. And I hope he continues that throughout his life. And so my goals this year are very much making my life a little bit more beautiful, slowing down and not putting so much pressure on myself to have to buy, 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 buy. I have property investments and I want to look at now how I can make them uh, really work for me throughout my life. If the opportunity comes up to buy something, I will. But also it's now that transition into properly looking after myself and being able to provide for myself. And I'm excited for that. And that feels good. You know, I have built some incredible things over the last couple of years. And now enjoying the fruits of my labour and actually enjoying building those again, but properly, like being in there, building them, giving myself the time off because that's when I have the best ideas. Wow, like this year is going to be amazing. I can feel it. I'm not scared of the economy. I'm not scared of all this bad news. I am here to keep it moving forward. And that's actually what I wanted to finish this podcast on. I challenge you to go out and make your goals board as well. 
get something beautiful to hang it on that really resonates with you. Or, you know, something that looks really nice. I mean, mine fits in really nicely with my office. Once it's finished, it will go on the wall. So I see it every morning at the moment. It's just um, on my sofa so that I, I have a look at it. I've got some more words to stick on it. Um, I've got a glue gun and I love it. So I'm sticking everything on everything with glue guns. Um, so with that in mind, I really, really encourage you to have something visual that you can look at this year. Something that makes you light up. Something that makes you really, really, really excited for your personal goals. My business goals look very different. My personal goals are what keeps me inspired outside of my working day. And we all need that. We all need that. And that is what is going to keep you sane this year. You know, hobbies. What hobbies do you want to do? What do you enjoy doing? I love reading. I love being creative with, you know, the flower arranging and my garden and decorating my house. Like that for me really keeps me wanting to work hard and it focuses my attention somewhere else so that I get ideas and I can come back and do things. I challenge you to go and find out what makes you tick because property is freaking tough. So if you've got a day job, if you're investing in property, if you've got your family, my gosh, it is tough. So you are going to need to have those things in your life that get you excited. Property gets me excited. My investments get me excited, right? I love having that on my hobbies. If it does for you too, please put it in there. But come on, create something gorgeous so that we know what's going to happen going forward. Right, everybody, that's me for this week. I will, I hope this has inspired you. I hope this has inspired you to go and do something amazing and think about this year and you didn't have to have your goals done by the start of the year you don't I run my goals actually from the first of February to the end of uh, January and the reason being is that I don't often achieve much in December rather than having some time out and relaxing so I like to just give myself that time after the end of the year just to finish up everything off and tie up, tie up loose bits it's very hard to finish things in December so you've got time, create your goals. Let's see where you are going to go for 2023. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I cannot wait to catch up with you soon. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've loved this pod, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure to leave a five-star review as this makes me so happy and it helps to boost the show and get it out there to more property investors. Finally, if you want to email the pod, you can write to me, Natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.